Zach Semke, director of Passive House Accelerator and co-host of the Passive House podcast with Matthew Cutler-Welsh. I'd like to thank you for joining us for this special bonus episode of the Passive House podcast, recorded as part of the 25th International Passive House Conference, which occurred online in September 2021. Before we get started with this episode's interview, I'd like to thank the Passive House Institute and the International Passive House Association for collaborating with us to arrange these interviews. Also, a big thank you to our sponsors who make the podcast possible. Our founding sponsors are 475 High Performance Building Supply, Baxt Ingui Architects, Glavel Foam Glass Gravel, Minotaur All-in-One HVAC and Dehumidification Units, Mitsubishi Electric Train HVAC US, Partel, RDH Building Science, Rockwell North America, Stillcorp, and Zola Windows. Our champion sponsors are Icon Windows and Doors and Siga. And our stakeholder partner is NYSERDA, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority. With that, please enjoy my interview with Benjamin Crick, researcher and a managing director at Passive House Institute. Welcome back to this special episode of the Passive House podcast. We have Benjamin Crick, head of component certification at Passive House Institute and member of the board of CEOs. Um, we're really happy to have you here, Benjamin. Welcome. Thanks for the invitation, Zach. Absolutely. It's great to, it's great to connect. So I thought we might start by having you introduce yourself to the listeners and to your work in Passive House, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, thanks. So as you just said, I'm Benjamin Crick. I'm architect by training. And I did my PhD thesis um, on straw bear building, load-bearing straw bear building, actually. And I'm member of the Passivus Institute since 2008. Uh, lost many hairs over that, as you can see. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, I like the work at PHI so much. So I'm really glad to spend the hairs. Yeah, because what I do, I think, makes sense, totally sense to protect the environment, to yeah, help society to be, be more climate friendly. And that's, yeah, that's great to do something valuable with your life besides family and the stuff and so on, of course. But yeah, I like it very much. So what has the experience of the conference been like so far for you? You've, we've, we're two days into the conference plus a day of tours. Um, yeah. What, what has that been like? Well, it's completely different from a present conference. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I missed um, the, the part of business so much. But the pandemic tells us we, we, don't, we, we can't do it. So... It's that way, and it's great to connect with so many people over the chat. And yeah, some were there of the presenters and um, some of the um, chairs of the sessions were also at the conference. So maybe 20, 30 people. And yeah, it was great to to meet someone in person and uh, to meet the colleagues in person. Yeah, we are in home office, of course. And um I didn't know when I was together with 10 colleagues and yeah, it was right. really great to to reconnect. So you you had a a small in-person experience then. It sounds yes. like yeah, yeah. Exactly. So could you you you've presented a couple a couple times at the conference already mm. and um, moderated a panel. Would you be willing to share some key messages or insights or takeaways from 
from uh, those presentations that you've made? Mm, yeah, um, the main presentation I gave was about embodied energy. So um, about the energy um, we need to produce the materials we build with. That's not, um, well, it's, it's connected to embodied carbon, but it's not totally the same. Mm -hmm. um, and I did this in two presentations, one chart outtake in the plan plenary session together with Jürgen Schneiders and Wolfgang Feist and Jessica Roth Smith. Um, yeah, and well, what is the key message? The key message is uh, that it's first important to reduce the um, the energy demand um, in the usage stage and the operat operational stage. And then if that is achieved to pass fast levels, let's say, then um, it's worth to have a look at the building materials to reduce the um, energy uh, which is used to produce the materials. And there we can see that it's good to use natural materials, regrowing materials like timber, like straw, um, or recycled materials like cellulose, for instance. But of course, you can't build a house from that only. You need to have concrete and some iron and maybe some bricks or tiles. And yeah, it's good to, to have a look to, to reduce, for instance, concrete or to reuse tiles, for instance. Um, tiles, yeah, maybe last for a century or one and a half centuries. And why don't use used tiles in a new building? That might be um, a good idea to the future to go to, you know, cradle to cradle concept. And maybe to do some urban mining, but well, the first priority is priority is to reduce the energy demand in the operational phase. And the what do you see in terms of the scale of of uh, carbon emissions reductions on the operational side versus the embodied side? If you're doing a good job on both, I mean, what is the um, why is efficiency first the right move? Yeah, because um, if you are looking at the energy demand for heating. And you can reduce the operational carbon by, let's say, 90% compared to a standard building. Um, in the materials, it's maybe 50% yeah, reduction or may maybe 60% reduction. But um, if, you, if you have a look at passive houses, then you can say, 75% uh, of the energy is operational energy and 25% of the energy used is um, embodied energy or energy used, which uh, is used um, in the production phase of the materials. So um, the impact, even at the pass-fast level, of the operational energy is much higher than um, for the, the impact of the, the um energy used to produce the materials right even and, in even when the operational energy is being pushed at to such a low level yeah. exactly exactly right. and um yeah what what we did is we excluded the energy which is stored in the materials so if you have for instance a polystyrene um, insulation then you can burn this material theoretically and this energy um, is stored energy, and this energy will not be converted in some way during the um, 
the life cycle of the building so it can this energy can be reduced uh, reused yeah and because of that reason um, we didn't take it into account um, uh, for the assessment of the building because it's after the building there yeah right right yeah and you're reminding me that this is about embodied energy and not embodied carbon it's so easy for me to be thinking about the, this in terms yeah, of embodied and carbon it's, and there's it's, little it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, yeah it's a bit it's a bit different from embodied carbon why don't we go to embodied carbon because um oh why, why don't we go to carbon at all carbon is a very very important thing to reduce because of climate change that's absolutely um clear yeah but um, if you have, for instance, electricity, yeah, we are going to renewable electricity system. And in Germany, um, our um, government will uh, want to, will reduce, well, maybe, I don't know if, if they will succeed, but uh, they want to um, reduce carbon until 2035 to zero. And yeah, so, so um, the um, carbon dioxide factor is declining of course to zero and you can't use this factor for um for assessing a building because if it is zero then it's right it's meaning it becomes meaningless yeah exactly yeah. and because of that we we um we uh, developed this per system um yeah. primary energy renewable which is um, taking into account the whole life and then the, the, the whole um, energy, the, the efficiency of the energy system, including storages and so on. And um, this in a completely renewable uh, environment. And um, with that, we can assess buildings far better than CO2. And if we, um, yeah, and th this is also the part, the, the, the way to achieve the complete uh, carbon neutral uh, um, energy supply system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so yeah. we, we are thinking uh, one step further than this um, carbon dioxide. Yeah, no, it's, that's really exciting work. One thing that, that we're hearing uh, um, more from folks in North America mm -hmm. um, who th there's a lot of excitement um, and interest in embodied carbon as I know, I know. as everyone, everyone in our community is aware, I think. Um, and one of the claims that is being um, made more often is this notion of being able to sequester carbon in buildings. Yes, exactly. Um, do you see that at, when you're looking at the numbers, do you see that as something that's realistic? Uh, the, I mean, at the, at the, um, earlier in our conversation, you mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, a, a really great reduction in, body, in embodied energy is 50 to 60%. Do you, um, do you see the potential for using um, natural materials to to actually sequester more carbon than is than is emitted uh, during the construction of a building, at least for the lifespan of the building, or is that um, is well, that unrealistic? No, it's 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 um, possible if you have a very very efficient building in operation, and it's absolutely a very good idea to store carbon to sequester carbon in a building. But well, um, it's it's not um, a very wise idea to store as much as possible in one building. Mm. Yeah. So um, if you have the chance to 
build a home from a massive timber construction. Then you need much more timber than for a lightweight timber construction. So you can store more energy and more, more CO2. Yes, you can se se sequester. What is the word? Uh, se sequester. Yeah. Sequester. Thank Sto you. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah. you're right. Storing for the lifetime of the building. Yeah. yeah. Sequester. Yeah. Um, more energy in one building. But you have to be aware of the fact that um, timber is not available infinite endless so that there is um, um yeah the, the availability of timber is um, somewhat limited mm -hmm. and it's of course better to use as less wood in one house as possible to be able to um, erect more houses with timber mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh, because if you um yeah need more timber in one building and you have not enough timber in some then you have to use for other buildings other materials which yeah maybe emit more carbon in their construction and so it it makes sense to to um yeah reduce the amount of wood or of material um you use in your building what great point and a, a it's, reminder. It's, it's, yeah it's it's a um it's a question of efficiency right mm-hmm so and, uh, and boundary uh, conditions as well of course yeah. and boundary yeah. conditions yeah yeah Absolutely yeah. right. Uh, it's there's some uh, echoes there with the whole question about net zero, mm. yeah. net zero so, energy in buildings. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's a good idea to to store carbon in a building. Of course, it's a good idea. Um, uh, and the little but is uh, passive house is all about energy efficiency and efficiency, and so um, if uh, the construction should be efficient too. Mm -hmm. So uh, what do you see on the horizon I, for yourself in Passive House or in Passive House uh, at, 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 you know, at the large scale? What, what, what do you see coming, coming down? Mm -hmm. So um, I think um, the, 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 the principles are very, very good and set. And uh, Passive House is a standard, the standard for the future, I think. And, but it can only have an impact, a positive impact, if yeah, more people are going to build according to Passive House standard. And I think that's um, yeah, that's the thing we have to achieve in the future. And um, that is what I want to bring forward, and what we all want to bring forward at PHI. Um, we did many research for thirty years now. Um, of course, there is, there are more questions to, to be answered, but I think Passive House and PHPP and so on is a very good tool we can use now and to yeah, make others or to invite others to, to, to use these tools. That is the, 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 the big, um, what do you say? Uh, I'm hearing challenge, opportunity. Uh, challenge, yeah, challenge <laughs> and opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So, so um, you said that just before it's six o'clock in the morning for you, and you are not not really there, and I am not really there because I had lunch yet. So. <laughs> That's perfect. We're, we're, no, no, it's wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> it, it, yeah. This is this has really been great. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we close up? Yeah, um, of course. Uh, 
build passive houses, have fun with it. I think you can have fun with passive houses and working at passive houses and, well, engage yourself and um, help to, yeah, to, to mitigate climate change. Well said. Well, thank you very much, Benjamin. It's been great to speak with you. Thanks, Zach, for the opportunity. And yeah, maybe you want to enjoy the conference and um, tomorrow and the day after tomorrow, we have two sessions left. And of course, everything could be seen in the, in the stream afterwards. Yeah, incredible resource. Great. Thank you. Good. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye. 